Welcome to the Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams, and thanks again for joining us on the podcast or broadcast, wherever that is, on the radio. We thank you for that. I give that out each day. So, uh, again, you can do that at WJMM 99.1 FM on the radio dial in Central Kentucky, 11 a.m. every Monday through Friday. You can go to their website, WJMM.com, podcast tab near the upper right, Love and Lordship links. That'll get you three days worth today and the previous two. Or you can go to loveandlordship.com and uh, look for audio, video, or uh, articles. And I'd love to know what you think about it. Contact me at loveandlordship at gmail.com. Loveandlordship at gmail.com. Spell it all out with A-N-D in the middle, loveandlordship at gmail.com. Today, as we continue with our theme this week of oneness in marriage, um, when it comes to that, uh, what we find our issue today has been both an obstacle and a blessing. And now you may be thinking, well, you didn't tell us much yesterday at the end. That's right. That was by design. So depending on how this has been handled in line with God's word or not, what we're talking about today with regard to oneness, unity, or division, this has a lot to do with it, and it needs to be handled well. It is an age-old issue, and it is the age-old issue of leaving and cleaving. As a matter of fact, the only couple who never had to deal with this was Adam and Eve, right? So as I shared about this uh, just a moment ago, this has created many problems, and when properly solved, it has even become a blessing in the lives of many couples, including my wife and I. In today's message, we're going to take a look at God's Word and His design and share three stories to help us see the importance and value of heeding His Word and living in His design. It is not always easy. It takes some, some, some firm but gracious words from time to time. And as I said, it is about the biblical terms, leaving and cleaving. Genesis, right from the beginning, Genesis 2, 24 and 25, God says, for this reason, I created them male and female, only two genders. And this is the reason for it, that we would have marriage, that a man would leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife and the two would become one. Jesus repeated it in Matthew 19, 6 and 4 through 6. He, he repeated that. And then say, what God has put together, let no man tear apart. So there's a real oneness there that God intended from the beginning to be like super glue. Literally, that's the closest word we, we have in our culture and our language to what cleaving means. So let me share a, a, a story that, that happened here. Three months before this couple was married, the husband was laid off from his job. The husband-to-be was laid off from his job. He said, my income was slashed and we had to pull back from our search for an apartment to live in after the wedding. Thankfully, my parents owned an apartment building. But when I explained our situation to my mom, she shocked me by saying she would not allow us to move into their building. Furthermore, she said that after the wedding, she didn't want me to complain to her if my wife and I ever had a fight. How could a strong, loving, compassionate Christian woman Respond to her son like that. He said, I felt rejected by one of the women who'd loved, who I'd loved the most. But my mom understood what would force me to leave my father and mother and hold fast or cleave to my wife. We find it again in Ephesians 5.31. Paul writing the great treatise on marriage near the end of that chapter 
says that they will leave and cleave and become one. The two will become one flesh. This forced my wife to be and me to work together in ways that we never had. She helped me consider new positions and the implications would, they would have on our life together. When I ultimately found a job, the victory was ours. Now, in a similar true story with the names changed, Betty called her parents after less than five years of marriage and two little children and announced that she was leaving Bob and coming home with the children. She was sure that mom and dad would welcome them with open arms. After all, Bob had not been the perfect husband. Much to Betty's dismay, here was her parents' reply. You are not welcome in our home as a retreat from your husband. Here's what you must do before we consider anything. Number one, write down all the complaints you have against Bob and why you want to leave. Number two, write down all the things you like about Bob. And number three, after you've written down all of his issues and the things you like about Bob, write down next to them how you responded to each and every one of them. One last thing her mom required, Betty had to match every complaint with her response, good, bad, or ugly. Oh, Betty, this was going to be easy. Betty quickly filled a page with more or more with a lengthy list of all of Bob's faults and how it had such a negative effect on her, the marriage, and her children. With great difficulty, she wrestled to jot down just two or three things that she liked about Bob anymore, less than five years into the marriage. Finally, her greatest struggle then came when she began to honestly try to write down her responses to her husband. As she did, she began to notice a pattern that she could not be proud of. Many of Bob's issues were more a result of her attitude and reactions than his treatment and responses of her. The more that she followed through on this exercise, the more she realized that she was as much at fault as he was. She committed to changing her attitude and actions toward Bob and quickly realized a new husband and a wonderful marriage. A few weeks after her mom's ultimatum, she called her, choking back tears to thank her and explain to her what a wonderful difference she had seen in her husband and how blessed she was to have him and to be in a great marriage. Let me share with you God's covenant order and the biblical perspective that will help you prioritize your relationships, keep the peace, and be blessed in doing so. Number one, you must have a wholehearted, loving relationship with Jesus Christ as Lord. That's imperative or you will not have the love, humility, and courage to keep the rest of these in their proper place. Loving others then in covenant order and priority of God's word the, how you love others, you start with your marriage, the one that you two have become. How do you make decisions that honor that? Number two, how do you honor your spouse? And that is different from your marriage. Although they go together, they are different. Number three, then you prioritize your children and your family if and once you begin to have children. And then your extended family and then others, including church family and co-workers and whatever else that may be. And finally, enemies. All of those are in Scripture. We're supposed to love them. You see, leaving your parents, we go back to the initial priority, 
your marriage and your spouse, then your children, then your extended family. Leaving your parents is not a rejection of them or your past. It's a wholehearted embrace of your spouse, your marriage, and your future together in Christ, just as he ordained and designed and ordered it to be. And wise parents who know God's word and design will, make, will work to make this happen as well. You can read all about these in our book, The Authority of Love, second edition. It's found on Amazon. Spell out second, S-E-C-O-N-D, not two in D. Or I've told you many times you'll be wet on, led on a wild goose chase. You can find all about these priorities and much more that will help you navigate your relationship with God and all others in Christ, especially your marriage and your spouse. Let me close by sharing the third story of how this played out in my marriage and family. I'm very grateful for parents who cared deeply for me and were there for me. However, after I got married in subtle and eventually not so subtle ways, my mom's love for her children and grandchildren eventually began to intrude in our marriage. Oh, she, she didn't intend to. She didn't work. That's just the way it, it was working out, and she thought it deserved to be so. I loved her greatly, but as I was taught by her and my dad and God's word, my marriage and my wife came first, after God, of course. I sat down and wrote a letter to my mom, simply stating that she had taught me the proper priorities in my life and now in my marriage and family. I explained a few scenarios to her where her actions or reactions had placed her expectation for me or for us or for our family above those with me and my wife. Because she had taught me well, I graciously shared with her why I needed to make different decisions than she expected and would do so to keep my marriage and wife in the proper perspective and priority that they needed to be, and she would need to understand and accept this. As you can imagine, her initial response was reluctance and a little bit hurt. But about three weeks after she received the letter, she called and said she was very grateful and that it had helped her to process and see more clearly how this had played out and she was more than willing to change her attitude and her expectations on me and Amy. Not only did it bless our marriage, but it also strengthened my mom's relationship with us and with Amy, bringing a much better atmosphere in our relationships, our families, our conversations, and wonderful family gatherings. When we follow God's design and order found in his word, everyone benefits. It may not be pleasant and easy initially, and at times some people will never accept it. But that doesn't mean you don't continue to walk in God's truth and priority covenant order. As they come to grip with it, they've got a choice to make. But as each person does so, we see this according to God's word. The relationships are greatly enhanced and God's blessing in those relationships are much more desired and enjoyed. Food for thought today. Ephesians 5.31 Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. What does it look like in your marriage and with your parents and in-laws when it comes to leaving and cleaving? How have you actually done it? Here's your action items. You know the first two. Spend time in God's word, prayer, and listening. And start with the scriptures in this post. Go to loveandlordship.com and, and, and look at the, the articles there. Go find the articles on this. As you do each day, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you what it means to leave and cleave. 
where you've done it well and where you need to continue to make it happen. Number three, identify the priorities and areas in your life where you are too dependent on your parents or in-laws. Number four, discuss with your spouse how both of you can begin to or continue to leave and cleave in obedience to God's word in order to bless your marriage while maintaining a healthy relationship with your parents and family. Now join us tomorrow as we wrap up this week on oneness in marriage when we talk about sacrificial and servant leadership. You'll want to you'll join us for this one and be sure to invite family, friends, and loved ones and even enemies if they'll do so to hear about this. I told you where you can find the book on Amazon, The Authority of Love, second edition, spell out second, not two in D. And, uh, and, and we'd love to hear what you think about that. Email me at loveandlordship.com at gmail.com, loveandlordship at gmail.com. Now, if you'd like to donate to Love and Lordship, you can do so on our website, loveandlordship.com. There's a give tab near the upper right as you're praying and asking the Lord to show you if this is a kingdom ministry and he's inviting you, calling you. Would you be faithful in that? You can click on the give tab and it takes you a minute or so. You can give one time or ongoing, monthly, whatever that may be. We sure appreciate it. It's all tax deductible. And if it's not us, keep praying until the Lord shows you where he wants to give for, your, for his kingdom and glory. You can also give on the Cash app mobily, cash.app forward slash dollar sign love and lordship altogether with both L's capitalized, dollar sign love and lordship. You can email or you can send a check also by mail. Love and Lordship, make it out and send it to Love and Lordship to 324 Timothy Drive, Nicholasville, Kentucky, 40356. Thank you for that again. And if it's not us, keep praying until the Lord shows you where he wants you to give. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day and God bless in Christ. I'm Greg Williams and you're listening to The Authority of Love.